Hey, you guys. We're so glad to have one of my favorite contestants from a show that I love that came on TV. It was called The Four, Battle for Stardom. And his name is Noah Barless. If you guys, I'm going to repeat again, Noah Barless. I'm just so excited. I can't believe that he's a part of the show. But he was one of my favorites. And I know Megan Trainer loved him as well. And if you guys don't remember him, he actually was the one who did the original rendition of the song, The Middle, by Zed and um, I think it's Marin, Mo- Marin Morris, I believe is how it's pronounced. Yes. Okay, well, make sure I had it correctly. <laughs> All right, but I loved his version and it was authentic. It was who he was. And even throughout the show, I know he didn't have the opportunity to stay as long as I thought he should have been there. But the great thing was that he made such a, an indelible mark on the viewers and the listeners. And he's been able to work on rebranding himself and rediscovering himself as an artist. He is a writer, an engineer, a producer of music. His influences are some of my favorites. And everyone who knows me knows that Tori Kelly is like, I mean, I can't even go any further. I've seen her in concert a few times and everybody knows she is my number one right. female right. artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he also loves Brandy. Kim Burrell, if you guys don't know about gospel music, Kim Burrell is amazing. And mm-hmm. then Miguel. And so we're so glad to have you, Noah, on this show. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. I yeah, I'm honored. It's fun. I've never like done like a podcast or anything like this. So it's a cool new experience. Well, it was a cool new experience when we met you on TV. Like, <laughs> this guy is so nervous before you performed. Right. Like, you got on there. I was like, is this a lion on here? Like he is like singing <laughs> the heck out this song. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. Yeah, I was definitely, definitely nervous. It kind of, kind of goes away when, when I start singing though, like once the music starts, it's oh, so much better. But up until that point, oof, I wanted to die. <laughs> well, it was, you were looking like, man, am I on the plank? I'm on the plank. I'm about to <laughs> <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like when you got to the middle of the song, it was just like, it was a new guy that was on stage. And, and the one thing I love when I talk to musicians, for sure, especially artists and singers, is just talking about that stage fright that people can have, but how they can turn it around. And I think Beyonce is probably a great example of like when she rehearses and you see her and then you see her on stage, you're like it's not even the same person. Oh yeah. Channeling a different character. For yeah, sure. it, it's unbelievable. But oh, yeah. tell us, when did you first develop your, your passion for singing and songwriting around what age did you develop, develop that passion? Well, I was, it's really one of those corny stories. It's like, Oh, I've been doing it my whole life, but I really have. I started singing, when I was two um, and I grew up in the Southern Baptist church. So it gave me an outlet to really, you know, start singing and performing at the church. So I started uh, really performing a lot when I was five um, and just doing like hymns, like acapella, like <laughs> that my mom would teach me. Um, and then it kind of just went from there. I just always, I can't remember not doing it. It's weird. It's not weird. I mean, that's normal. I mean, I, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church too. My uncle's a preacher. Yeah. And so just experiencing, you know, and we used to ask to travel sometimes because he had a church in New Orleans because that's where I'm originally from. Oh, and cool. then he had a church in a meat, Louisiana. 
so which was a smaller town. So there were sometimes like we would be at vacation Bible school, then church then <laughs> Sunday, then leaving straight from that to go to another church. And by the end of the evening, you're like, well, that's just life. Like you just get so used to that experience. But there's some of the best singers in churches that you never will make it popular, maybe on the radio or maybe globally. But I mean, the riffs and runs and stuff you hear there, you're like, whoa, like. <laughs> I know it's. I always church music is is where it's at. Honestly, like you feel something, people are passionate about it, um, and that's crazy too. Like my dad was uh, also like a traveling evangelist, so I was at a new church like every week as well. Yeah, it was an experience, but it was it was something that you remember your roots and and which you were taught and things you experienced, and it just is something that as a singer songwriter, I know that that has to help you when you're writing songs. You just remember those experiences. And you can draw from that when you're actually performing. So I, I think that's great. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. So let's kind of go into the 40s. This is where I really want to like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> let's do it. All right. So let's kind of talk about your experience. So we, what judge did you connect with, i.e. Megan? Uh, what judge did you <laughs> connect with the most on the show? <clears throat> and let's kind of also talk about just the audition process for the four. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I vibed with, with Megan instantly. It, she has like this like beautiful energy. It's like, it seems really sincere. Um, and then like when the show was, was over, you know, they were not really allowed to leave our positions, you know, everything is so structured and everything, but she kept like looking at me and giving me like heart signs and like winking. And I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is so cute. Like I, I felt the vibes all the way across the stage. And uh, also Fergie, honestly, <laughs> Fergie was amazing. Like getting ready, getting to stand next to her. And the show only shows, you know, a small fraction of what of what is filmed. So you know, when, when I was standing there, I was standing next to Fergie for a long time. And, uh, she was always just so encouraging when I was with her and during rehearsals. Um, so yeah, Fergie is dope. Fergalicious for sure. Man, that's cool. I mean, you're talking about an experience. I don't think people understand what reality television that it's not reality. Um, I don't know how many times I have to say that I've talked to so many people now from like America's Next Top Model to the voice to, um, you know, um, just so many different shows. I'm trying to think of some other ones that I've talked to, but um, the other show, Songland, which was a great show on NBC. And they tell me, the people I've talked to, they're like, you just have no idea. Like, you know, it, it's a casting for a show. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that go on and there's a lot of things that can be done in a dramatic fashion for the ratings. And, it just and I'm like, oh wow, I never would have thought about that. But then you go back and you replay, and you're like, oh yeah, that that was kind of extra. Uh, or, <laughs> or you're right. like, you're like, there's no way that they were all doing that. And I remember when that show, they were like, eat, eat, eat. And I'm like, this is just like, I'm like, what are we in the Coliseum? Like, it was just one of the funniest things watching that. But I'm like, this has to be definitely amped up somewhat. And but I just love the show because they were just strong personalities as far as the judges were concerned. Mm -hmm. But just to see the talent, I mean. I, I love that they brought in um, people that were already artists. There are people who had already been following their dreams. 
mm-hmm. um, and like really doing this music thing for a little while. So yeah, it, it really gave an outlet um, or like a voice to um, some artists that have been kind of under the radar. Yes. Now, you know, one person who I love and I've been following her career for a while. I hope one day I get an opportunity to talk with her. Um, but Allie Caldwell, I love her. Um, yeah, she's incredible. Like, I mean, wow. one of my favorite humans on this planet. Oh, my God. I mean, when I he- heard her on The Voice, you know, yes. and seeing her make it as far as she did, and she should have won that season, to be honest. But and then when she came back and her version that she did of my all, I mean, I was like <laughs> nothing against the other singer, but right. it was just more of like, what in the world? Like, how is she going home <laughs> after singing her face off? Like, and that run that she did at the end of it, I mean, it was just like, oh, you kidding me? I right. Mean, I was on the floor, honestly. <laughs> I mean, come She's on. So good. And not only is like her talent like undeniable, it I was sad that like her personality like didn't get shown more. Like her she is the like so funny and so genuine and wise like the conversations I had with her. I was just they like meant something. So yeah, she meeting her def I learned a lot from her for sure. Well, Allie, if you're hearing this, like, you need to be on the show and we want to hear your voice because you are amazing. I know she's touring, I think, with Christina Aguilera right now, correct? Yeah, last I seen, she was um, doing that on and off. She's killing it. Like, she's always working, always busy. Yeah, her and Avery, I mean, we're not going to start on him. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm like, these are such great people and you're in the same caliber, Nora. I'm, I don't know if you know how talented you are. But I really want to kind of talk about when I fell in love with the middle because I thought she did such a great job with that. What went into like you choosing the songs? Did they choose them for you guys? Did you choose it for yourself? How did that go? Yeah, so you said it best when you said reality TV isn't reality. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they said, okay, you can do any song that you want as long as it's one of these two songs. <laughs> and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, <laughs> honestly I was I was kind of upset because I had worked my ass off to like get there to that point and you know they're so picky and like sending videos and like headshots and resending them and all of this stuff and then I finally make it on the show and then they you know get to pick your song because you know like you said they're you know, casting everything and they're trying to control the out, you know, everything as much as they can, you know. So um, they chose the middle. Um, and I I really don't listen to the radio at all. I'm like, I'm really just like an old fart. Like I've, <laughs> I, I have a few artists that I listen to that I listen to. And it's, it's always, it's usually just like R and B like music. I don't really listen to pop, although I like respect it and everything. But uh, so I had to learn it and I was like, damn, like I need to change this around. So I loaded the middle into like a ballad version into my recording software. And I started playing around with it. And then I brought that arrangement to the band and we rehearsed it but then the next day I had guessed they I had been told that I wasn't allowed to do my arrangement um which was really upsetting uh and but I fought back I said 
if I am not, if you're not going to let me have creative freedom and let me at least, you're not going to let me pick the song. You can at least let me, you know, try to make it my own. And, uh, they backed down and they let me do it. So I was so happy. I was like, so nervous that they were going to make me, you know, do karaoke. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make it my own. Well, there was no karaoke in that last run. I don't even remember how many notes was in that run. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I remember if I, they were like at the end when you did it, like they had the people that were in the seats, they were like trying to mimic the run. I'm like, oh, stop. Like, no. <laughs> oh, like, my gosh. That run was just something. I mean, and I've seen your audition many times. Like, And I always tell people, I'm like, when you look for an authentic singer, you want someone where you feel something, where it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you want you when you look at your your arms you want the goose pimples you want to be able mm-hmm. to experience something and that's kind of like you said from the church background and and really you you want that and i'm telling you like i was like there's no way this guy is not making to the final four chairs and so mm-hmm. you know that's the great thing about the show is that you don't have to win and this is something i think people forget when you get locked into these contracts and the winners they're like man i wish i didn't win because mm-hmm. there's so many other things you just don't know on the back end. So I always tell my listeners, if you're planning a career in anything from acting to music to anything, read your contract and please right. make sure that you stand up and tell someone what you will and will not do. Because mm-hmm. uh, they That's will. The thing. They really, it, they, it's so intimidating, especially when you're in it and you want it so bad and you don't want to do, you know, you don't want to like fuck up at all. And yeah. so, but you are allowed to, you know, fight for yourself and fight for your, you know, creative freedom. And if you disagree with something and you're like, yeah, on one of these shows or just even around like big business executives at all, like it's important to, you know, poise under pressure, you know, you got a voice and it's important to use it for yourself as well. You're right. And so I'm going to kind of ask you a question that's kind of off kilter, but I think it might be something you can handle. Yeah. Um, how would you say your career has been affected since the pandemic and how have you been able to remain creative and relevant that your fans know who you are and can still be able to build that connection with you? Mm, Good question. I was, I was very fortunate with, um, you know, Covida uh, and the, the whole panty. Um, It, it, I know a lot of people were affected, you know, negatively and um but it it ended up being a good experience for me. I was able to you know, like honestly just start therapy. Um I started like online therapy um and really diving into mental health, which is something I'm really really passionate about because it's something that, you know, I struggle with and you know, uh but I, I was lucky that I, I I produce my own music and my whole setup is at home. So I was able to grow more musically in that year um, than I than I ever have in my life. Wow. Uh, yeah. It was like I didn't want to do anything. It was like I, I just kept breaking like walls and barriers with like, you know, just getting better with my music and becoming more confident in my craft and I just, yeah, it's the songs that I wrote during that time. I'm just, I'm proud of myself. And I, I really can't wait to 
Oh my God, I cannot wait to share that with with y'all. Well, I can't wait. I mean, and you know, one thing you don't know about me, Noah, is that I actually am a licensed professional counselor. So that's my full-time job. No way. Yeah, um, I switched careers. I did business and accounting for years and then I switched yeah. to counseling. So I've been doing that now for about seven years. And so I love it and I do this for fun because I think it's just fun to get to know people, talk to people, help share experiences. But it helps me even with my counseling. I always tell people like, when I meet yeah. a new client, I don't know what I'm walking into. But mm-hmm. same difference with this. It's just very similar. It's almost like a first date when you meet people through a podcast, the same difference. <laughs> you right. have to kind of hear what people are saying, be able to experience what they're going through the best you know how by giving them opportunity to share what their experiences are and then giving them space to to share what they would like to share. And And it's not about forcing someone to say this is where you need to be because none of us sometimes even know where we are in the moment and it's just Mm -hmm. about going and being a musician is very similar especially a singer songwriter you have to be able to to really engulf yourself into the process and then sometimes if you have other writers that you choose to work with in the future that they may have a different passion or different you know direction they're going mm-hmm. and that's where the when you're creative you have to sometimes sit back and say oh wow i never thought that would go here this might work there and that's when you create those masterpieces you know right and so i love that you said that mental health is vital and for our listeners if you're struggling with mental health there are resources out there just reaching out asking i love that now we have talk space as another thing out there that people are, are, are sharing. You have Michael Phelps on TV. You have Simone Biles, who's talking about her experience, one of the greatest athletes in gymnastics history. And she said, hey, you know, I can't do this. You know, I just, I have to do what's better for myself, but also for the team. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's something that I love since the pandemic, especially during the Olympics. We saw so many people who had backlash toward her and not knowing her story. But just being able to say, hey, you know what? She stood up for what she knew was right. Right. That's great. Yeah. And that's hard, though. It's really hard. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's being your own advocate and having enough self-value to stand up for yourself. I'm definitely learning that more now. And, um, yeah, it's it's a work in progress, (laughs) that part for sure. But it's so important. It's it's vital. I mean, yeah. it's, it's life or death for some people, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And um, I I know from research and suicide, and the terminology has actually changed. It's actually called completing suicide instead of committing suicide. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you think of committing something, it sounds like a crime. But right. really, someone who's near the end of their 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 ropes, they literally are crying for help, and they maybe this is their way out and not knowing how to manage their emotions and their fears and their, their troubles. So mm-hmm. I love that, you know, with music, music can be therapy. It's therapeutic for a lot of individuals to hear songs. I know when I listen to music, especially like the, the from different reality shows that I love all you guys on the shows, because I know how hard it is for y'all competing and, and not knowing what's next and working long hours mm-hmm. and not being compensated for like you should and just seeing y'all and I love to follow your careers when y'all actually are able to do other bigger and better things outside of the show because it just says if you want it bad enough and you're willing to rise above whatever that you had to go through to get there it's possible and so yeah I love this yeah 
Oh, that's, that's so cool. I love that this is like your passion and that you do counseling as well. Like, yeah, this is, it's became my passion. And honestly, me and my whole family have dove into it, like within the past couple of years. And it's like our hobby now. Like we enjoy it. Like we, <laughs> it's, it's like once you feel yourself start to get better and like feel better and you see improvement or, and like how your day can be just your life can be so much more fulfilling. It's like, damn, I want more of that. It becomes addicting. It can be. And yeah. so I think that that just shows Noah the the road you've taken and where it's going to continue to lead you. I think that's the thing that for a lot of, especially new artists, um, they get to a point where they have the one or two hits and they're like, oh, well, I'm done. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you haven't made it. Like, you haven't really... You know, I use an example like Anita Baker, who's one of my favorite singers of all time. Mm-hmm. And just knowing how many years it took for her to fight back to get a master's, how amazing mm-hmm. she was. And no one knew that struggle. No one knew really what was going on in her life. I mean, we hear more with Taylor Swift and things going on because she's more of a current artist. But there were so many people who signed contracts or who were involved in these shady deals. And, and even 30, 40 years later, they, they didn't either live long enough to get it or buy it back or didn't have the money or they just were just stuck in terrible contracts that, yeah. you know, and we see it with athletes all the time. We see it all the time that if you don't know and you're not well versed, um, people will, will look for an avenue and it will take advantage. And mm-hmm. I'm just so glad, Noah, that you are putting it out your way. And that's what's going to make your music not only amazing that people are going to connect because they know that you're not doing it for the money, you know, money is great, but you're doing it because you want people to know this is you. Yeah. And you've used the word like authentic, like I think like three times in this conversation so far as like a word that I've been um, like meditating on. I feel like for the past like two months, I mean, even for the past week, just like that word, is, I just feel like I my soul keeps hearing it more and more. It's like mm-hmm. so, so important. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm like really, I don't know, flattered that you would use that word to um, describe me or my my art or whatever, because that's so important to me. Just the authenticity of it all and just being like a real human, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think people can feel that it's a genuine feeling like you felt when you were around Megan, like I felt when I talked to Brooke. If you guys haven't heard an interview with Brooke August, she, she is amazing as well. and. I, I love both you guys. I think y'all have great voices, great spirits. And and I think that it's something we need to all support each other. There's not enough of that going on. There's mm-hmm. enough hate, hate going on. We can just spread that everywhere. But there's not enough positivity and positive messages that are being portrayed um, in the media, being seen on a global platform and being pursued. Um, I, I'm a person that I say that, you know, my experiences are not all of me. It's part of me. And some of me actually is what I choose to add or subtract in my life. And I get to choose, um, who I have in my tribe or my people around me who can support me or who I choose not to. And I think like for you, that's where you really start when you're diving deep into your music, into your career. Someone's going to say, Hey, that is Noah. You know, like Mm -hmm. there's going to be no question and it's not just because of your tone or your voice. It's going to be like they can have that feeling. And I go back to like Michael Bolton when I was younger. Mm. I loved Michael Bolton's right. voice. So beautiful. 
and you knew it was Michael Bolton. You almost knew yeah. when the music started. You didn't even have to hear his voice. So you're like, oh, that's a Michael Bolton song. Right. You know? <laughs> and I love that. And that's Anita Baker song. That's a L Green song. Like I can just list hundreds of artists. Prince, you knew Prince before Prince even said a word. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you go from a name to just saying an artist formerly known and you still are popular? I mean, it's right. just it's just something that you, it's just a, it's a feeling. It's something that we get. And so I'm just grateful that you've given us those moments on TV. And I know you'll be back on television soon. I just know that (laughs) your star is just beginning and it's about, it doesn't have to be a huge light for everyone. You you don't have to be everything for everyone, but for the people who really love and support you and know what you have, they're going to support it. And that's where, you know, when, like we said, Tori Kelly, look at her now. She's, she has, I've supported her since when she was on American Idol and didn't make it to the right. top 24 that year. And then she did all the YouTube videos and I bought every EP, everything she did. I always Same. try to support <laughs> and look at where she is now. She's in sing one, sing two. She's right. won Grammys. I mean, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. I just want to, make people feel something and feel something myself and then just feel it together. Like I I love that feeling and just seeing people's like faces whenever you're able to connect to them through like a song that you wrote or I don't know. I, I I first experienced that feeling like, like I said, when I was young and I saw like these grownups like crying and I was like, damn, like, what is this feeling like? It was like out of this world. Um, and anytime I like my faith is wavering or I feel like, you know, there, you know, there is no God or like, like what is going on? I, I feel that feeling and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's definitely something bigger going on here because this is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that awakening. Sometimes we can have what we call spiritual awakenings. Right. And And I always tell people is that, you know, we all have an energy that we give off and it's what type of energy that you choose to consume or what kind of energy are you reflecting? And Mm -hmm. when I am in a space with someone else, I always make sure I'm giving off the right energy before it starts Mm -hmm. because I can conduct, you know, negative energy in my mind. If I tell myself that I have a defeatist attitude and it's going to be a crappy day or things are so horrible and my life is miserable, then that's a kind of distortion that I've created. And, Mm. and that's not something that anyone else can manifest within me unless I give them the power and the control. But when I wake up and I say, you know what, today's going to be a good day and Mm -hmm. I can reset my day at any time I choose, then that actually puts me in control. And so my listeners know, I always use this joke. I said, I put people on do not disturb mode in my mind. (laughs) And I will leave you there until I'm ready to be disturbed because, right? and I feel like that's okay. And and if someone doesn't like it, that's not my battle. My battle Mm -hmm. is with myself. Exactly. So I think as a musician, you know, that's something that you have to use yourself when, when you're like, man, I really don't want to record right now. If you're not in the right headspace to record then you have to, you know, get centered, do meditation, pray. If that's something you believe in for, our listeners being able to to maybe eat something different exercise like getting out and moving your body like there's so many resources and things out there and and do-it-yourself hacks and stuff that people have done to help get them out of that negative framework 
And that to me, I think, Noah, that's why I say when I listen to you and listen to your music, I know that moving forward, when, when we get the new EP or if it's a CD or whatever you're going to be releasing soon, we're going to be just excited because we know that it's going to be a quality product coming from a genuine person <laughs> um, who really wants to impact others, but also that you wanted to make sure that you're releasing something that is something that needs to be said at that time. Yes. Yeah. I, I have so much that I in the songs that I've recorded and that we'll be releasing, it's, it's almost scary because I, I feel like I'm a kind of pretty private person um, with my, you know, my struggles and like my life and everything. And, but in the music that I'm going to release, it's so vulnerable and it talks about so many things. Um, so it's scary, but exhilarating at the same time. Yeah. And I think that well, that's what we love about you. I mean, th- we saw, for like I mentioned before, in your first audition on television, we were like, wow, this is someone in the audience themselves. I know that was not manufactured. You could tell they really were genuine. Like, wow, this is, this is something we have not seen. And we only see these moments every once in a while on TV. I can remember a lot of American Idol performances where I go back and like, wow, I remember when that person sung this or watching mm-hmm. the voice. And I'm like, wow, I remember when I watched this person sing It's a Man's World and remember them standing. I'm like, that stands out to me. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I'm glad that you stood up for yourself because you not only had a viral moment that people will, will remember, and this is going to be something people are going to talk about years down the line of, hey, I remember that show that came on TV. You never know. <laughs> you know what's going to happen from this and mm-hmm. so i'm just grateful that you're here you're doing a great job yeah i mean i wouldn't be talking to you without like being on that show and like so many other like really cool things like i've made friends from it i've i've had writing opportunities like it, it's it's it it was definitely it was a good thing and the, the energy when you know during that time you were right like it, that wasn't made up. It, it was such a magical moment for me. I'll never, never forget the energy in that room that night. I mean, you were smiling from ear to ear. It just looked <laughs> like I have never seen someone smile. It was like how I am, you guys, when I'm going to the when I used to go to the buffet. Of course, it's true, but I can't. But I, <laughs> oh, I love me a buffet. I'm smiling that big when I go to a buffet too. Man, I'm sitting there like, uh, I know there's still plates left, like. <laughs> But I just remember that moment. And so that's kind of how I am. Everyone knows I'm a big dessert person. So like when I'm making a dessert, which I love to make desserts, like I'm like, I'm enjoying making it. I'm enjoying eating it. I'm enjoying Mm -hmm. watching other people eat it. So it's kind of very similar to your performance. It was like, it was the setup. I love when they do like the intros and kind of do a little background. And then you're like, oh, this person, no, I kind of know a little bit. And then you sing, and then after you just see how everyone is kind of like that, almost like doing a wave when you like when you got a game and you see people already doing a wave, and you just, just keeps going over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, I just never knew how impactful that was. So yeah, I'm telling you, that's something that will always be ingrained in my head. It's, it's just, it's just a, it was a special moment, but it's just something that shows you, like you said, no, you and I wouldn't have. And if COVID didn't happen, I definitely wouldn't have started a podcast. So, mm. you know, sometimes there's things that, and I now have two podcasts, which is really cool to just have this one. And the second one I started actually a month ago 
It's called Space Between. Yeah. And so I allow that for artists. And if you want to hopefully come back soon and sing, um, I do it very similar to like an MTV Unplugged. And so I let the people come on and share and sing their live music or covers. Yeah, oh my gosh, that sounds fun. Totally. Yeah, and I've actually changed it up recently. So I'm actually doing a game within before they perform. So I have questions and I can just like, we just do fun stuff. And so I really want to make it more conversational. I remember watching Unplug when I was younger and seeing Kurt Cobain perform and just with Nirvana and seeing Lauren Hill and just like those experiences as, as a kid, that always resonated with me as an adult. And I'm mm-hmm. like, if I ever have the opportunity, one night I went to sleep and sunset space between, and it just kept coming in my head. I'm like, <laughs> why is that? That the black canvas was the same thing when I wrote that the book and they made it into the podcast. And I was like, you know what, this might be a great title. And then normally there was space between me interviewing someone once and then later. So I was like, oh, this is a fun thing in a space between where the distance where we live. I'm like, this is a great title. Yes, and, love it. <laughs> and so then it just became fun. And and so since then, I've had some amazing artists who I've interviewed on Black Canvas and, they, and I have a lot of new artists, you guys, that'll be, y'all be hearing very soon. Um, and some really special singers that I'll be talking to um, I'll tell Noah later one on one about one person who is out of this world who I'll be interviewing very soon. Yes. Uh, but it is something that really just shocked the pants off of me that she agreed <laughs> to do it. But it is something that's life changing for me because she's an amazing artist. And so I'm just so glad, Noah, that you were here on Black Canvas and we will definitely have you back on Space Between. Um, you and I will definitely keep in contact and we can schedule it when it works better for your schedule and, and you're able to sing some, maybe some new music by then, that'd be great. Yeah, oh my gosh, I, I was so honored like to talk to you um, and to be here. I, and I would love to do that. Awesome, man. I mean, this is a dream come true, you guys. Y'all know I've been talking about artists <laughs> I love and Noah is definitely one of them. So y'all keep supporting him. Noah, can you tell them where they can find you, your Instagram handle, if you have any other platforms that they can find you, you can kind of let everybody know. Yes. Um, so I actually, upon, um, you know, going through COVID, um, I, I did rebrand myself and I, I wanted to um, just really explore my artistry, kind of like a, just a new chapter. Um, so I renamed myself. Um, my artist name is Noah's Art. It's N-O-A-Z-A-R-T. Um, you just type that in on YouTube, on um, Instagram. I've been posting a lot of like random videos on TikTok. I've been like having so much fun on t- t- TikTok, and on Noah Noah's art there as well. Awesome! And can you repeat oh, and on Spotify? Again? Yeah, on Spotify. I just re- I just put out a song um, uh, a month or two ago. So awesome! And Noah, can you can repeat that name again in case someone didn't catch it? If you could spell it out for them again for us. Yes, Noah's Art. So N-O-A-Z-A-R-T. Okay, there we go. All right. Well, I'm just glad that you're here. And like I said, this has been a fun talk for me. You've made my night being able to kind of talk to you and share. And I just want you to continue to be successful because you have what it takes. I've told Brooke that as well. You guys both are some special individuals that I really think have not only great genuine spirits, which we can tell that even when we talk to you from miles away, we I can feel that, 
but I really think that y'all are on to some really great things. And I just want you to keep doing what you're doing because you have it. Oh my gosh. Like right back at you. Your energy is so good. And yeah, I thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. But we thank you, Noah, for being here on Black Canvas, and I will definitely reach out to you soon. (laughs) No problem. All right. You have a great night. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you.